Hello, hello, and welcome to the Embody Your Soul podcast. I am your host, Alexandra Shelley, also known as The Modern Medium. And the mission of this podcast is to create a sacred space for us all so we can tap in and discover how we can connect to our divine selves and embody our soul through spiritual connection and best practices. If you are new here, thank you so much for finding me. And if you are a regular listener, thank you so much for coming back every week or whenever you come back to listen in on the magic. If you haven't already, make sure to give me a follow wherever you love to listen to podcasts and share with your friends and loved ones and coworkers and neighbors and whoever is into the wisdom, the magic, and the silliness. Make sure to also follow me on Instagram at the modern medium underscore where I share a lot of updates about my business, my services, my life, channeled messages, all kinds of beautiful things. And I also, I'm trying to think, yes, I'm just, I'm happy to be here. I'm so, so excited. And I'm recording this just a couple days before Thanksgiving. I love the holiday energy. It is just so, so potent. Oh, actually, I always mention this. Oh my goodness. And if you are looking for ways to work with me, please head to my website at themodernmedium.co. And if you are looking for a beautiful container where I give you beautiful guidance, fundamental techniques, connect you with your guides, help you blossom into your authentic self and your beautiful spiritual gifts, join my mentorship, Meet Your Spirit Guides. It's a powerful three-month container. It is so deeply fulfilling. It is one of my favorite things to do is mentor and teach people. All of my links to book a discovery call and check out my services are also in the show notes. Okay, so back to the holiday goodies. I I'm so happy. I am home with family. And I also love that this episode is coming out in the week of Thanksgiving because these humans are unbelievably wonderful. They truly are. This sounds so corny. They're literally like a slice of warm pie. They are so kind and sweet and genuine and wonderful people. Like, you can't not be mad at a slice of pie. You're like, oh my God, of course I'm going to accept this slice of pie. And they're as sweet as they come. And this is a beautiful couple, Kelly and Nathaniel. They are both psychic medium practitioners. They are teachers, they are mentors, and they are facilitators. Nathaniel focuses more on mentoring mediums and developing psychic mediums, and he is extensively trained in meditation. And Kelly is a trans mediumship practitioner, and through that she does guidance, she does healing, and she is also a vocal coach. They both live in Sedona, and they are just a beautiful, intuitive couple, and I just can't even handle, I just, I cannot handle them, and this conversation is so full of love, so full of joy, we crack up, we just have the best time, and I also kind of go into a little bit how I know them, but pretty much I first came across Nathaniel on Instagram 
and we were just hyping each other up and every time he posted something I just deeply resonated with his value so I was like oh my god hell yeah and it was so great to see again a male psychic medium I feel like I know a lot of female psychic mediums but it's so nice to know like oh my god a young male psychic medium it is great and then I am in this seven-month apprenticeship with Tony Stockwell for trans mediumship and Kelly was in my class and we were students and we also both connected because I'm like oh she's also young everyone in the class is a lot older than us so we got along and then eventually I figured out I saw a post one day that Nathaniel posted and I'm like are you effing kidding me I'm like wait that's it that's Kelly like am I dreaming and their husband and freaking wife this whole time I love it love it love it so in this conversation, we talk about their joint spiritual awakening. I know they have their spiritual awakening together. Like, are you kidding? They also share these six principles of life that their spirit guides gave them to live by. And they're super, super powerful. Definitely take notes. We also talk about how they function as beautiful mirrors for each other, how their masculine and feminine energies really intertwine and balance each other out. We talk about how each of their practices and each of their gifts and their abilities really, really complement one another. And they're able to just be a really beautiful partnership, not only as a couple, but also like as a spiritually evolving unit. Nathaniel gets into the importance of meditation and just the tried and true fundamental key elements of how important it is for your spiritual practice. Kelly gets into leaning into your sensitivities as an emotional being and it's just this is just such a good episode this is perfect if you again are developing your gifts and you're not really sure where to begin and also even if you're looking for a partner that really shares your values or at least deeply understands your core values know that this is a couple that exists and you can see it and you can believe it and you know it's true they are such gems. This is a beautiful, special episode, and they're such beautiful, special people. And all of the ways to connect with them, I will put all of their handles, links in the show notes. They also mention it at the end of the episode, but let's get into it. And I cannot wait to see and hear how this episode resonates with you all. Hello, everyone. Um, my face hurts from smiling. I'm so excited to introduce you guys to Nathan and Kelly. They're a beautiful trans mediumship duo. And funny enough, Kelly is a fellow student with me in our Tony Stockwell trans mediumship apprenticeship. And then Nathaniel and I have been hyping each other up on Instagram. And then all of a sudden we realized that Kelly is his wife. So it's just like the funniest thing in the world. I love how we are. So anyways, Nathaniel, Kelly, thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having us. Yeah, we're super happy to be here. So much fun. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So you guys, the name of the podcast is embody your soul. So I love to start it off with this question. It's a big hitter. 
in your own words, what does it mean to you to embody your soul? I think it's about living authentically. I think we know our truth on a deep level, an intuitive level. And I think that the more we actually step into that and embrace that and be honest with ourselves about who we are and then let that radiate out from us, I think that is the way that we can embody our souls. Yeah, actually, you know, to be a little more complicated, we got some information about this and we kind of come back to it. There's like these six guiding principles that I think are principles to embody your soul. I mean, that's actually a beautiful way of putting it because I've never actually thought about it that way before. Um, but essentially like strive to embody love, unconditional love, right? That loving kindness that we all want and crave and, and want to share. Follow your instincts, your knowing, your inner compass. Live a life of purpose and conviction. Um, live a life of harmony, being in balance, you know? Uh, recognizing we're not alone, we're all connected, the idea of oneness, and then connect to the greater reality, spirit, the other dimensions. There's all these awesome spiritual techniques and stuff like that, that like bring an awakening, that bring a growth. And I think that's vitally important as well. And I think these six things allow us to embody your soul. Yes. Where did you come across these six principles? <laughs> spirit. spirit. Yeah, they, they taught us these very specifically. <laughs> Actually, very, oh. very early on, too, when we first met. Yep. It was it was something we were told to embody and live by. And honestly, as we've been doing it, our lives have gotten better and better and better. I am obsessed. Listeners, take notes. <laughs> <laughs> so something I, I was telling them before recording, I'm really excited to talk about is I am really fascinated and I'm so in awe of this beautiful partnership of two intuitives. And so first, I know I kind of know how it all came together. I know Kelly, I I think maybe all three of us spoke about it, but I do remember it was, I think, it was, anyway, it doesn't even matter. But I would love for you guys to kind of tell us how you guys met. And then was it like both your spiritual awakenings, like together too? Like it was something really, really wild. Yeah, we, we've had a wild life. Honestly, we're really lucky. Um, <laughs> I think Spirit orchestrated a lot of things to it's, bring us together. It's a story. It's a story. It's a story. Um, but to give the short version, the summary version, the yeah. um, pretty much we were both practicing in our own ways. Um, I was a super big musical theater nerd in college. I was a musical theater major. And my best friend and I would pretty much hold weekly tarot spirit sessions we would talk to spirits we would do tarot for our friends we would do readings pretty much she and i just sat there and whoever came into our dorm room could choose what they wanted to do and we do it so we were already playing pretty heavy in that field just for fun and for joy and like the funny thing was is they were so well known for this so i went <laughs> to uci for musical theater and acting as well i'm just two years behind them he's a baby um i'm the baby so <laughs> so I knew they were doing these things. Weirdly enough, like I knew of them. We met each other. We knew each other. But it wasn't until later um, that we actually came together more in this way. But like I was also practicing my own spiritual stuff for channeling, mediumship, psychic development. I was in like regular meditation classes and stuff at some like local places at the time, reading, you know, everything I get my hands on. So we were kind of like developing yeah, on our, on our own. own. 
But then the catalyst was actually meeting and coming together for this. Mm -hmm. Our best friend dragged us together, um, me especially kicking and screaming. She told me, I met someone, I just feel like you two need to be in each other's lives. I have a really strong gut instinct. I was like, I'm kind of good on friends. I like don't need more friends right now. I'm good. And she was like, yeah. I'm having a really strong instinct and that's going to override your opinion. And I was like, fine, you're right. Instincts override opinions. Now, meanwhile, <laughs> our, our friend Caitlin, she was the one who I was doing a show with because I was still in school at the time. And we just got on like that. We were like totally mentally in sync. Like we, we were both co-music directors of the show. So like we were just vibing. And it, it was like a person like that soul recognition, right? Where you meet someone and you just like, there's that compatibility. And she's like, no, 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 you gotta like, you gotta meet Kelly, you gotta meet Kelly. I'm like, I know Kelly's like, no, you gotta meet Kelly. (laughs) So she dragged us together. And so she's like, well, if you're gonna be friends, I was like, all right, well, I really need to hire this person to work on the show I'm I'm music directing for. And he has the skill set. If you want me to be friends with him, I'll hire him. So I hired him. And so <laughs> it was like a two to three week gig at a local high school working yeah. in the theater department. We put on the show. She was music directing and vocal coaching. Yeah. Caitlin was the pianist and the accompanist. And, and I was I working with work like this like, tech device that covered for like an orchestra. Yeah, it was much. a music tech device. Keyboardist pretty much. Um, so pretty much, long story short, theater was super haunted. Just so haunted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So crowded. Oh, it's it so, was crowded. so crowded. We started getting like beeps and taps and hits. Lights and like music would go on and me off. Me coming from my class, I'm like, hey, I don't know if you know this about me, but I've been in these classes doing this stuff for communication. Like, and they're like, oh, I talk what? to dead people too. This is great. So we started essentially like, you know, letting the music yeah, stuff go like, and sure. started talking to whatever was there. Like, and yeah, it started let's just responding. Talk with these and so everyone like, was really nice. One tap for yes, two taps for no. And like, Obviously, these things aren't so, so consistent, but like that it was, was pretty consistent. It was like every time you asked a question, you get one or two taps really and you clear. Feel the energy no, beeps, shift, the beeps. beeps. No, there was also up in the railing, oh, the rafters, right, where like, the lighting too. rig was. There's so much. We went walking around. It, it, it pretty much completely distracted us. Yes. And that <laughs> night, we just dived into like our past and our history with all of this. Yeah. We sat in Caitlin's car after we locked up the theater, <laughs> after hours. So it was like yeah, late it was like at two night. two in the morning. And the radio comes on. And it's like muffled and kind of jumbled. And it, what we hear is the phrase, like, open the door. We are, we are, invite us in. We want to talk. And we're like, what is that? What was that? We turn up the volume and sure enough, it's some sort of like religious late night talk show thing going on. But that phrase was the first one that came through. And we're like, okay. So we sat there and we. We're going to do this. Opened the door and invited them in. (laughs) And sure enough, through the series of nights and weeks, when we had the time after we worked on the rehearsal and the tech setup. We just started connecting and getting these downloads and hits. And the first four truths that came through, and all three of us were checking our knowing and bouncing off each other. Mm-hmm. It's not like one of us got it No, all. it took hours. hours. They wouldn't, like, they would just say no until it was perfect. Those spirits no, were no, very yes, word picky. No. Like, it's insane. <laughs> we got the, the unconditional love, the instincts, the harmony, and the conviction, the living life of purpose mm-hmm. were the first original four. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that just was a huge catalyst. It started and we were pretty much really good friends for a long time after that. We didn't date for a long time. We just honestly built a really strong friendship. I moved into the apartment in Los Angeles Yeah, it was the three after. of us were roommates for uh, a decade. Like <laughs> it, was, it was the three of us. Yeah. It really was. And and she's still our best friend. She actually just got married. And, and I, I got to marry her because, she, because she introduced us. She married us at our <laughs> wedding. So, so we had this whole like fun It was a beautiful uh, story. Exchange. And by the time we started dating, we were both very much... Um, 
in this world in a huge way. And it was so much a part of not just our lives and our livelihoods, but also like who we are as people. And we had a good friendship, up, um, best friendship at that point. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, they say like your core values have to align. Well, <laughs> we got to live out our core values to make sure they aligned. So there was like no concern on that end at any point in time. Um, just like a lot yeah. of like personal growth. Yeah. Spiritual growth. I think we both grew up a lot and grew into people who were more compatible romantically, just, you know, as the years went by, because, you know, you grow up. But honestly, it's it's been a great ride. And I think so much of our actually romantic relationship stems from our Mm -hmm. shared beliefs. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You guys, thank you so much. I'm dying. (laughs) I got the lights and all the music. Like, it it was. It was a, wild. It was a show. It was a show, <laughs> and and there was just no way we were get we were getting out of it without being close. No, you it, just can't go through something like that and not be close. Yeah, you guys falling down the rabbit hole, yeah. right? That whole awakening process and that whole just kickstart. It was just like, wild. yeah, it was just a start. And you know, like there's been a lot, a lot since then. Obviously, we know that was a long time ago. But I think as that because that was the starting point. Everything kept growing out of that and becoming richer and deeper and more nuanced. And we explored more and we had more experiences together. But I think it set us up on a path that was destined to grow that way. Yeah. So it's like no surprise that now that we're trying to like bring our stuff out more to the public and share things, it doesn't make sense for just one of us to be doing anything. It's it's this like tag team. It's this yeah. duality. Like we really feel like we're better together than you know was it like that some of the parts yeah the like, synergism synergism is just fan you know fantastic yeah oh, you guys just so absolutely stunning and i'm so gosh so many questions so when it comes to because obviously as we know we are all mirrors of each other and to make it more obviously pointed for this conversation how do you find yourselves being mirrors of each other in your spiritual practice? First off, it definitely doesn't hurt. Like we are so blessed and fortunate. I think that's like the big takeaway. Like it is awesome. It is pretty great. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah. But with that, like we do balance each other in many ways. Yeah. Particularly when we were younger, we've learned to grow together and we've come to much closer, um, over the time of developing. Yeah, we're both a little less stubborn than we were. We were always, but we're both Tauruses. Yeah. So it's <laughs> just like a lot of um, stubborn energy over here. <laughs> so we don't move. Uh, we do, but like. We do. So like, I think we were always aiming in the same direction, but we mm-hmm. always approached it from slightly opposite sides, which sometimes were challenging. But in other times. And as we've learned. It filled in the areas we were missing. It provided mm-hmm. us greater mm-hmm. context and a fuller picture to learn from. So when we were able to, you know, set aside some of that, that stubbornness and, you know. Yeah, we started realizing. Right, you know, yeah, that we were really two sides of the same coin. And then how to like work with this. And, and, and plenty of things have developed, not just spiritually, but like personally in terms of just empathy and compassion mm-hmm. and understanding like she's the natural sensitive one i have to work at it but like we believe that everyone can do it and i mean it's not that like i can't sense spirit or can't do my own readings and stuff Yeah, but they don't usually overwhelm you quite the same way they do with me she's walking to a grocery (laughs) store and crying when the kid falls down like you know (laughs) it can be really over like i walked um 
by an exhibit of some kind recently. And I was like, oh, I'm going to start sobbing. And my mom was there and she was like, you okay? And I'm like, something about the energy there. Can't be near it. See you next door. Like, gotta go. And and he doesn't have that though. So for him, he can create this. I'll be kind like, of, no, it feels weird. Like there's definitely like a noticeable energy shift here, but I'm not so overwhelmed by it. And sometimes he can get information I can't because he's able to sit there and receive it. Whereas I'm like, well, I'm crying. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so mm. together we often find a way to kind of balance and bring out the better in each other. And I think we get a more full picture because of it. That is perfect. And that is beautiful. And I'm so curious because now that you guys are both doing trance together, how was that a part of like your mission as a couple or were you guys just kind of like, all right, we're just both intuitives and like this kind of happened and now we're doing this or what did that feel like destined that you guys were always going to be doing something together? I think the together part was the easy part. And the spiritual part. And the spiritual part was the easy part. I think how we've chosen to delve into it is actually quite complicated because we're very um, versed in a lot of things. Like, so I, I, I currently am actually practicing to develop the trance channeling, the trance mediumship myself, working with a guy getting there. I'm just not anywhere near the same degree of proficiency that she's at. For me, channeling has and trance specific trance speaking really is what I should say. Trance speaking was one of those things that pulled at me so strong that I swear I got into it as deeply as I did because it just got too hard to resist. Mm. It just felt very much like this is such a natural flow for who I am. It was easier to just stop fighting it at some point. And then lots of good things happened. So then because, you're like, okay. <laughs> like keep in mind though, before she got to that point, we were doing psychic development. Mm -hmm. We were doing mediumship. Mm -hmm. We were enrolled in a Qigong class. So we were advanced yep, Qigong practitioners. We went to China for two weeks with the grandmaster um, mm -hmm. who's now passed, but like is a wonderful teacher. Mm -hmm. uh, I became a certified Reiki master. Mm -hmm. We've done formal meditation. Lots training of Buddhism. Buddhism. Um, lots of Buddhism. Lots of, like, of retreats. Like jhanas and stuff. Silent like that retreats. There. Uh, and that's been a huge practice for ours. So there's a huge foundation yeah, not to mention the practice. astral travel oh yeah and then like yeah, astral he's, travel, that's a really big passion of his is like my big thing so like it, yeah it's taken a lot of uh areas yeah we're not exactly so limited in our study it's more that what we choose to share is what i think we feel we're most um i don't know passionate about in this moment it's the thing that we feel we've come to the point where we can actually share the most good the fastest so for me, that's definitely the channeling and the trans speaking because, and the trans healing, honestly, same kind, same kind of world there that it just really feels like not doing that is not giving the way I should be. Yeah. For and you. Meanwhile, I've actually found a passion working with other developing mediums who have a, having a hard time getting out of their heads, getting out of their way, because like, I'm sure you've noticed too, there's there's this point where you get beyond the like mediumship 101 basics, right? You get those initial training modalities and then to keep developing and growing, it kind of like the courses just kind of fall off. There's nothing, but people are like, yeah, I can't quiet my mind. The thoughts keep coming up, the negative self-talk, the fear, the doubt, I want more confidence. And it's, we realize that like all of these meditation trainings, 
um, working with mindsets and and fear and doubt and and wanting not wanting things like that, as well as like developing concentration to access these kind of natural um, altered states, much like flow states born of meditation, was that missing piece that no one's mm-hmm. talking about and developing. So now it's like kind of like my mission statement to like bring that out there to fill in that gap so people can continue to develop this skill and potentially go as far as being a professional medium should they want to, you know? Yeah, and it it honestly really transformed my channeling because when I started applying those same meditation practices after some of the retreats we did, I was I found my trance went way deeper, way faster and way more consistently. So instead of needing a half an hour to get into the space, it could take me 5 minutes and that keeps getting shorter and shorter. Now it's maybe 10 seconds max. Like. So it's easy now because I have that pathway from those hours and hours and hours of meditating and knowing that state. And that's the thing, like I, I gear my training right now towards developing mediums. But if, I mean, if you're a psychic reader, a tarot reader, anyone in these spiritual fields, a lot of the core foundations and techniques apply to it because like it's, it's just the spiritual skill set, right? <laughs> Don't think, hold we on, can't we can't hear you. hear you. Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> honestly, it's because like I, which I know embody your soul, but sometimes I like make noises and I'm like, okay, I <laughs> need to like shut myself up. <sighs> I don't interrupt. Um, no, but I love how clearly you guys were able to explain how both of your beautiful skill sets have complemented each other. And what I'm really curious about, if you don't mind, which, you know, I feel like we've all come across in like partnerships and even with friendships is say like, you want, you want, you know, someone is here and someone is here. And then, you know, there's a point where like, okay, I got to be by their side while they do this. And then you, you kind of like take turns. And so mm-hmm. how has that been in like your spiritual practice where you say, you know, someone is, you know, going like this and I go, all right, I know my time to shine is like, not yet. I got to like hold her hand. And then maybe that's for you, Kelly. Like, how has that been in terms of like a spiritual way? Because I know, with like friends, you know, my relationships, I haven't been in a partnership with a man that is intuitive quite yet, which I'm looking forward to, but I've only experienced that. And like, Oh my gosh, like I want to be here and like, they're there. And like, how do I not rush him? How do I not push him? But how do I be there consciously spiritually? So I'm just really curious about that. You know, I think you're dead right. There is definitely a moments where you have to hold each other's hands and there's moments where you have to be the support system and moments where you take the lead. I think that's true in every relationship regardless. Um, I think with the spirituality stuff for us, we hold each other to pretty high standards. Honestly, we're pretty quick to say like, hey, I love you. You're perfect just the way you are. But are you seeing that there's something going on here? Mm. And we make time. You know, we always make time to work it out. If, if, He's seeing me struggle with something, even if I'm not seeing it. He'll hold up that mirror and be like, hey, do you want to look at this? Because I'm seeing something. And yeah, I mean, we the, say, yeah. The, we hold ourselves to those standards. We support each other in that. Mm-hmm. We had to learn how to balance that hat. Because mm-hmm. like any relationship, um, friendship included, yeah. you know, any relationship really, there's multiple hats that you wear in those relationships. Sometimes you want the support. Sometimes you want the sympathy. Sometimes you want the solutions. Sometimes and you just want to hug. When you're in a kind of like spiritual partnership as well, it's just another hat to wear. So you have to learn when to switch hats, 
when what's appropriate depending on the situation and to communicate and communicate if you don't like, want help you have to say hey right now i want to hug not help solutions or sympathy right <laughs> yeah now we say it all the time sympathy. do you want sympathy or solutions you know because <laughs> we're quick on both um but i think really it's it's constantly moving forward and being present mm-hmm. and then being available for whatever comes up so if it's a long day of work and she's she's overwhelmed by something or energy or, or working with clients that mm-hmm. day I'm going to be there to help her ground. And and she's also going to know that, yeah, over a course of time, she's going to have to learn to ground and shield on her own so she's not dependent on me. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say I can't be there for support and for help. And the same thing flipping and getting me to be more, you know, open and connected and getting out of my head, you know? So it's... Yeah, I think yeah. we've just really learned that you don't always have to be perfect to be growing. You can say in this moment, I'm a little messy. And then the other person goes, great, let me be here while you're messy. And then in some moments you go, actually, I'm tired of being messy this way. And the other person goes, great, let me support you while you learn how not to be messy this way. Yeah, it's like we're all perfectly imperfect. Exactly. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be aiming for growth either. Yeah, we can still grow. It's, it's, that's that idea of harmony, right? Mm-hmm. It's that balance, you know, mm-hmm. love and acceptance and aiming for growth. Yeah. They don't have to, co- they, can, they can coexist. Yes. No, honestly, and I just keep going back to like the beauty of you receiving those six values and how that literally set the stage for your friendship, your relationship and where it's taken you, how you guys like, and it's funny because I am so, I'm so excited to get into our next conversation more about like trance and channeling, but it's like, there's not even that much to ask you guys because you guys like, already embody these values it's like what is there to like inquire you know and it's just I love it you guys are just such a beautiful partnership that I so admire <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> it's all I like really appreciate it. Yeah, she's pretty great it's cool <laughs> I mean it, it's cool to be able to share that because I know a lot of people don't have that and it's like yeah it's, you know, it's pretty great to be fair it was the number one thing on my my spouse list um my my mom she tells everyone this, so I'll, I'll give her that nod. But she says, if you really want to find the right person for you, make a list. Write down everything you're looking for. And the number one thing on my list was someone who understood my values deeply. And I don't know if anyone could understand them quite as well as him. So for me, it's such a nice thing to know that the number one thing I wanted in a partner is what brought us together. I swear, Liz, I I have heard that like even just in general like heard that advice and it's so tried and true when you're calling in someone like you have to get so so crystal clear on your values don't forget things on your list though <laughs> don't forget things on your list yeah yeah don't make sure that like oh right um uh, to be kind you know like it's a good one it's a good one i did not put that on my list and luckily she was so kind and i just feel like the universe had her back it's like oh, it's okay we're gonna help you <laughs> see yeah you i think as long as you at least like what i've been learning when i'm calling in my husband is like embodying the values in which i seek but then also how can I be the woman that is able to receive his love? Yeah, it's just it's a two-way street. Yeah, it's a two-way street. Takes two to tango, y'all. It's so true, though. Like it really <laughs> is. 
I have a feeling you guys would like know how to tango. No. No, we're actually horrible dancers. Very bad. <laughs> we're very we're very musically inclined. Super good with the music. Um, we for our for our <laughs> husband wife dance at our wedding because we were we were living in Los Angeles at the time. Um, we actually went to a professional like dance coach who helped us choreograph our, our first, first dance, dance so, so we, we can looked... like learn it and do it because like we were gonna be awkward. We're, we're just gonna, gonna be awkward. awkward. But now like now we show up and we're just awkward and we just like enjoy being okay. awkward on the dance floor. So, oh, wait, great anecdote, real fast. We had our uh, trans teaching class this weekend, and I, I did a lot of trans healing in this class. And afterwards, we're talking about it, and Nate goes. You know, it's amazing because I've watched you do Qigong for years and years and years. And your guide is so graceful and so fluid when she's doing this. And I know you can't do that. No, it's it's so true, though. Like, like even our best friend, who married oh, us, like, you know, like she's like, we're constantly talking like, oh, we know she's doing this legit because like there's words that. Kelly doesn't use. There's, there's she's mannerisms. She's like, you're so much more eloquent when she's, you're in They're trans. graceful and fluid. And it's like, that's not the person I married. <laughs> Love you. But it's, nope. it's true. <laughs> no, it's true though. Yeah, the honesty when it comes out via with spirit. That is so funny. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I now want to talk about trans. And... What I think is so fascinating is I know, Kelly, you described to me for you stepping into trance was really fluid because of your singing background. And then for you, Nathaniel, what it seems like is it's like you you've developed like this really important aspect that really, really helps trance. And I feel I know like you and I haven't talked as much as Kelly, but I'm going to assume maybe your background and your ability to like really express and even kind of embody in order to perform has allowed you to take on the qualities of what you need to do for your work or is it a little bit different? It's, it's the same thing, right? It's the spiritual toolkit. It doesn't matter if you're doing trans channeling, you're doing mediumship, you're doing a psychic reading, tarot card reading, a poll, whatever Mm. you have to connect you have to get out of the way, trust, and surrender. That's mm-hmm. the name of the game. What stops us from, I mean, there's always technical logistics that, that are unique and do apply. That's true. But those are the easy things compared to getting out of the way. Mm. And the only way you can do that is to embody your practice, to embody these concepts, to be mindful and to recognize when you have your own personal resistance coming up how to work with that constructively without the negative self-talk and stuff like that. How can you let go? How can you form that relationship with your guides to let them come in, to move you, to talk through you, to give you information? Um, so yeah, it, it, it is absolutely about embodiment and it absolutely applies across the board. Yeah, and I will say um, specifically for me with um, trans speaking, I think was where my first passion was because of my singing background. That That is my primary background. I've studied voice my entire life. Um, so for me, once I was practicing this flow state, these abilities to surrender, to get out of my own way and do all these things, it created the perfect atmosphere for spirits that I was comfortable with to step in. And, and I will say my spirit team is very big on consent um, and they're very vocal about it. 
And I very much had to give them permission and say like, yes, I know my voice and I know my body really well and I am allowing you to run it. And as I did that and as I got more comfortable with that process and I kept meditating and being mindful and getting out of my way and and working with my own self-doubt and things like that, I became more and more um, willing to surrender deeper and deeper until now when I go down, the thing that I think that gives me that full surrender is I'm just going to set down being human. I don't need to do this. Right now, you can be human. I'm going to just float away and just let myself take a deep soul level nap. I died when you told me that for the first time. You're like, I'm going to take a nap for two hours. I'm like, what? God, that is such a great way to put it. Because yeah, of course, we look at trance. At least I know for me, I'm like, oh, like for me, like channel speaking and yeah, mediumship is like boom, boom, boom. Like that is so easy. But then yeah, for sure, getting out of the way and me because I'm so high energy and like, oh, I want to, I want to move. I want to whatever, like sitting still is so difficult. And so what I would love to hear is maybe at first, if you guys can kind of explain, I'm going to assume you guys, of course, I keep repeating myself. You guys have like different kinds of techniques and I'd love for you guys to share them for like, so Kelly, is there a way for someone, let's say, that has a background like yours that is listening? How could they maybe begin to explore that today? And then Nathaniel, let's say someone has a background that is kind of like yours. How could someone begin to tap into this work as well? Sure. Yeah. So um, first of all, I don't think you need a singing background to do this at all. I just think for me personally, my voice has always been my instrument. So the idea that it could be someone else's instrument just kind of made sense. But I think that's more just, I don't know, maybe my my personal flavor. But in general, <laughs> I think the thing about trance is that it's not about doing. I think it's about not doing. And I think it's about letting go. For me, I'm not exactly the most attached to myself person, honestly, <laughs> I, because I think I have the high empathy and I am often swept up and have been swept up by spirits in the past, especially before I learned control. Shout out for control. Um, <laughs> but before I learned that, I was so used to walking by a spirit and being like, I just have all this information and all this emotion and I'm experiencing this now and I'm overwhelmed, especially as a kid, especially as a teenager. So even now as an adult, I know that's a huge thing. I'm just more prepared to deal with it. So I would say leaning into your sensitivity with boundaries is really where I'd start. Going, I can feel something and I'm going to absorb that. I'm going to lean into it. And then when I choose to be done, I'm going to cut that off and I'm going to say, no, 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 that's you and this is me. And keeping that line clear, let me dig deeper into that. And then honestly, from there, I think as, as I don't know, silly as it is, you should hear his flow method because that's what I use. It's, it's about the meditation. It's about the self-doubt and the mindfulness. And it's about that process allowed me to go from sensitive to I can pull myself away when I choose to because I'm in control of doing that. So I'll let you talk since, you know, <laughs> no, <I laughs> he mean, teaches me too. It. <laughs> I mean, at this point in time, we always we teach, teach each, each other. other. But, um, 
we have to say it you know but it's uh, true <laughs> at least we're finishing our own sentences this time you know sometimes it gets really bad it's and i'm bad. pretty sure you just would hear like cut off half sentences i'm trying not to um <laughs> Gift giving is terrible. She always figures it out. I always um, hear it psychically and know what I'm getting. It's so, so many bad. Stories. But no, okay. So for someone, so yeah, the flow method is great. And uh, and I can talk about that briefly for a second. Um, but really for someone who isn't as naturally sensitive, depending on where you're starting from, the most important thing is to cultivate an openness of heart. What the heck does that mean? Learning to be compassionate, learning to be sensitive, learning to be self-aware of your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings, working through that processes, you know, or those processes and, and probably bringing up some healing in that process. And then from there, it is learning how to set that aside, get out of the way, learning how to let go of the ego, letting go of the things that we attach to so a trusted guide can come through. And that first, your mind's going to be in, you're not going to trust it. You're going to be wondering what's you, what's them. Um, and that's okay to use your imagination. It's okay to allow it to not be perfect right off the bat. That trust will develop and come to counteract that doubt. Um, it just takes time and it takes information and, and data to figure out what is and what isn't at first. And, and there's always exceptions, but mm-hmm. generally just, you got to go for it. Um, the part of the brain that is very creative and imaginative is the same part of the brain that really activates with this connection uh, and not just with trans channeling and trans speaking, but with all these different spiritual things. So mm-hmm. uh, embrace that and embrace that openness. Um, the flow method, as she said, is a great way of using that. Um, it, it really comes down to getting concentrated, Right. So going back to formal meditation to do that, and everyone can, concentration isn't what you think it is. It's a skill, not a gift. Uh, And it's a byproduct, not something you do. Um, Releasing personal resistance. You know, when we're all muddied and caught up in that stuff, we can't connect, we can't flow, we can't be open. So learning how to work with that. And then it's a matter of learning how to access spiritual flow, which is like a flow state. Athletes talk about this. Mm -hmm. Artists talk about this. Um, even people who are in very logical tech fields can just like get in and work on a project and go and hours pass by, right? So th- these are notable natural altered states of consciousness that are accessible. And we can do it as spiritualists too. You know, it's not exclusive to artists and, and athletes. Mediums can do it. Um, and then from there, then it's about applying whatever skill set you're using. If it's acid projection, start your methods there. If it's if it's mediumship, start your methods there. If it's trans channeling, start your methods there. You know, and that's where those nuances shine, but it's really yeah. the nitty gritty of it. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm just, I loved listening to this because it just makes so much sense how your guys' work complements each other because Kelly, you're leaning into the deep feminine of the sensitivity, but then with the masculine of boundaries and you know how yeah honoring your boundaries and your values Mm -hmm. and then nathaniel it's so perfect because immediately i was like oh my god this is totally the masculine and being in the divine masculine of opening your heart and stepping into your emotions and yes there may be definitely some healing along the way and then getting into the feminine of like really dropping in and surrendering i'm just that was more of a comment but i'm like ah 
this is all making sense now. I just absolutely love it. And yeah, I mean, going back to your question about how we mirror each other, that everything you just beautifully said was that mirroring process. That's oftentimes you can see where being hyper divine masculine or feminine caused some friction, but where it provided a lot of opportunities for growth. And we were always, again, aiming for that middle, that balance. And mm. that's, I think that growth mindset is what allowed us to do that. Yeah. Know? And we, we really recognize that it takes all of it. And that means that we can constantly keep learning from each other, however it feels right. And, you know, you're not in a box. You're not in a bucket. You're a person. You're fluid. So sometimes you're going to sit in that divine masculine. Sometimes you sit in that divine feminine. And it doesn't need to be something that's judged on either side. But all aspects should be embraced. And we embrace them in each other and ourselves. I absolutely love it. No, and, I, and I'm even just reflecting too. Like I would say I really connect with Kelly in terms of I – not as much anymore when I get swept up in the intensity of an energy – like I would say I've gotten closer to Nathaniel. I'm like, huh, that's interesting. And I think because on for me, Reiki has like really, really grounded me and it's been so beneficial. But I know for me, we're, what I'm really working on and I'm even realizing this like kind of recent, literally within two days of me healing and letting go of this, this like trauma my body was holding on to, that is a huge lesson I'm learning is like really my empathy is can be very like not controlled if that makes sense. And I'm Mm -hmm. learning, wow, like when your empathy isn't kind of honed in, it can be really suffocating for some people. And so both of you, Kelly, I'd love to learn maybe what are some like little things where you got to the place of like, you know what, it's okay to be sensitive and I'm empowered in my sensitivity, but like taking the steps of like giving your sensitivity boundaries. And then Nathaniel, where you got to the space of like, I need to drop into my heart and open myself up because then I'm going to be able to flow. You go first. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So I feel like we have to start with the fact that this is very much how I have always been. And I think that's a lot of it. Like I'm the kid who cried when someone else fell down on the playground, but I'm also was raised in a family that was also very pro emotions and very pro expression. And if I said, Hey, I'm having a strong intuition about this. Everyone in my family would be like, great. That's probably what you're doing then. You should do that. Like it was a, it was a conversation closed. I'm having a strong intuition. Like that was the Mecca. So for me, I think the fluidness partially came from my nature and partially came from how I was raised. It was constantly what you're feeling is fact. It's not just how you're feeling. If you're saying there's a spirit here, then there's a spirit here. So it was very fluid for me. And I think it created a lot of openness. And I, I, you know, shout out to my parents for the openness. That being said, as I got older and I got more hormonal and I got to be an adult even, but especially going through those teenage years and stuff, I started recognizing that I could get pulled really hard, especially if I was in a place that had a lot of strong energy. And and sometimes it was really specific. Like I would actually start being like, I'm seeing all these things and I'm having all these images and all these emotions that aren't mine. And I could be like, well, that's clearly someone. But sometimes it was subtler and it was still very confusing. So I spent a lot of years learning how to set boundaries because it wasn't conducive to just be an open nerve all the time. 
And I went through my own phase where I started judging that. And I was like, wow, I'm too sensitive and it's causing me harm and I feel out of control and all these things. And I finally learned that the sensitivity, and, and to be fair, my trans guys said this so beautifully, way better than I'm saying it, but they like, they hammered this for months on me. They were like, no, you have to learn this lesson that my sensitivity in my emotions and my day-to-day life is the same part of me that is sensitive to spirit and allows me to channel. So it is the same part of me in all things. So when I'm crying over a kitten video, it is the same part of me that is crying when I have a spirit walk-in that is suffering or the part of me that can let go entirely and be so sensitive to my trans speaking things or healing. So it's the same kernel in me all the time. I just have to know when to say, right now, I'm compartmentalizing. It's not that I'm saying no, it's that I'm saying not right now. And if I feel a lot of spirits come in really loud or I'm overwhelmed by it, I'll just tell them, one at a time, please. This is the time we have. You're welcome to come back later. <laughs> and you know what? They listen. They're really nice. I love I love my dead friends. They totally listen to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and my guides have been so clear on that always. They they tell me you don't have to do it, but if this is your goal, make sure you're putting the time aside to do it. So then I do, and when my time is done, whatever I set aside, then I say please wait for tomorrow. I'll be back. And they do. Mm. <laughs> so there's there's my my long answer to your question. Incredible. Yeah, no, it's it's so fun to like watch her with all this too cuz like you know, as someone who has to open up and get into it, it's, she provides so much validation. It does help with trust. Like, so, so if you're coming from my end of things, find someone who, who can do that um, and become growth buddies because like, it, it's, it's really helpful sometimes when you don't have the experiences, you have their experiences as like borrowed trust until you get your own. Um, I would say from the other end of it, the most important lesson came down to understanding fear. And and back before I did a lot of growth and was really in this, I used to joke and say, oh yeah, the only thing I'm afraid of is fear itself. Blah, 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 blah. And like, what a load of, you know, <laughs> oh, God, you know it's so terrible. I'm like, God. You're a cocky 20 year old. To be fair, that, those were my high school days. So it was a while of that. Oh, you I know. Totally sorry. <laughs> I mean, I was what a, what a punk. What a punk. <laughs> yeah. And the, you ask people like, oh, are you afraid? Oftentimes the answer is no, because it doesn't feel like you're afraid. You might be um, angry, frustrated, irritable, closed off. There's not a willingness to approach unpleasantness and to really sit with it and see it. Um, it's it's like shadow work, right? We, we push those sides of ourselves off to the side and we don't want to look at it because it's unpleasant. It's scary. Um, we don't like it. But you have to recognize that through all that, there is fear. And it might be as simple as fear of that thing being unpleasant, but usually there's some level of hurt. There might be some level of um, nerves or fear of rejection or anything like that. And it doesn't require um, you closing off to deal with. It requires you opening up and acknowledging that and being sensitive to that. Um, And really at the end of the day, any sort of, ill will, anger, frustration, any of that, it's, it's just not necessary. It just creates more of the same. Instead, you know, use your awareness to really find the message behind those feelings, work with it constructively, 
it there's insight in there and in, in the negative emotions just as much as the positive ones there's insight waiting to be had that can inspire growth and openness uh, you just have to be willing to look at it okay first off i love how like when i ask the question you guys both go <laughs> we look at each other. Literally one of my favorite things. Kelly and Nathaniel, this has been such a wonderful conversation. I love talking to you too. I cannot wait one day to meet you guys in person. We're all just like howling together <laughs> and sitting so with fun. spirit. Can you two please share how everyone can work with you, how they can follow you, and if there's anything coming up. Yeah, so first off, um, Instagram is great. We both have our own Instagram handles, uh, nathaniel.modernmonks and channel with Kelly. Um, mm -hmm. So we post anything, updates, links, anything you want will be there. So that's a great one. But as far as like the next three things that you could do, if you're if you resonate with this and are like willing, um, we do hold regular trance we call it the trance teaching series uh, we hold regular pop-up workshops and what's cool is you get to meet both of us they're free um they're essentially trance channeling demonstrations we we let the guides come through and choose yep. a topic they choose their own topic they give us a little information about it very little and then <laughs> we don't know anything else yeah just like the come find there. out with us so it's this really fun communal community aspect where we get to learn sometimes they do healing they do talk on things and, and we're just going with it. They they run the yep. whole thing. They usually give a lecture. They sometimes have some practice activities they want people to do. It's whatever makes them feel like they're getting their point across. Um, pretty much, I don't know what's happening until I've watched the playback. So I'm not really there too much, but I'll do a little Q&A at the end if She's anyone down. has questions I about host me. it. So you'll, you'll get to see it. me a lot. I'll kind of be the intermediary and run back and forth. Mostly him, Frey, and Hecate. And then I come in at the end uh, to say hi. So that's, that's really fun. So that's a cool, fun thing you could check out. Uh, I'll give you a link for that. We, If it doesn't have the next workshop, it'll give you a chance to sign up so you're notified when the next one is because um, they are pop-up workshops. But we try to do about every like one to two months. Yeah. Um, you could also book trance sessions one-on-one -on -one with Kelly and the guides. Yes, come talk to my guides. So um, you can book a trance healing or a trance guidance, guidance session. And so um, you can kind of ask them questions you have. You can ask them to speak on a topic. You can just ask them to give you guidance in life. Um, you can get real specific with them. I've asked everything from the most mundane questions to some huge spiritual topics. They honestly talk about almost everything. I've rarely heard them say no. And if they do, it's usually because they've given us a something and they're like, try that first. Then we'll tell you. Yeah. So they're really great about answering questions and discussing things. And then the trans healing, which has been pretty transformative for quite a few people I know and, and us. So very yeah. passionate about that as well. So yeah, you can book a session either, either kind with me. And then if you're a developing medium or other spiritual practitioner interested in the flow method that we've talked about here and there, um, I have a free masterclass video you can go watch right now that will talk more about it and teach it to you and answer some questions and show you some next steps you can take after learning that. And I would say it's another great free thing to go check out now if you wanted to. Yay. Oh, you guys, that is so wonderful. Thank you so much. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you so much for having us. This was a thank blast. you for everyone who's like listening. Uh, yeah. Come meet us. We'd love to meet you. Yeah, come to come come meet my guides.
Thank you guys so, so much for listening to this episode. I hope your heart feels as warm and cuddly and happy as mine does. I loved listening back and editing this episode and just rehashing our beautiful conversation. And honestly, it was so difficult to pick which quotes to pull from this conversation because they're so insightful, they're so talented, and they're so devoted and earnest in their work. Again, if you haven't already done that now, make sure to give Nathaniel and Kelly a follow on Instagram. Check out all the beautiful ways they can guide you, serve you. And I believe, yes, I know they mention it, but once a month they do a workshop masterclass and they are so powerful. They are so talented. Definitely do not miss out on that. And Of course, you know the drill. Make sure to give this podcast wherever you love to listen. Make sure to share with anyone who you believe needs the magic, would resonate with it. Make sure to also follow me on Instagram at themodernmedium underscore where you can stay up to date with my business, my life, everything, all my musings, all of the beautiful angel numbers and silliness and the wisdom. And if you are looking to work with me, head to my website at themodernmedium.co and I am so excited and honored to serve you. Thank you so, so much. Happy Thanksgiving. I love you all and I will catch you next time.